and welcome back to another episode of Little Geek Lost. I am your host, Cyanide, or Mandy, or Geek Goddess Princess, Northern Amazon Warrior Queen, <laughs> whatever you want to call me. Um, I wanted to say that because I know sometimes I may not introduce myself on the show, and if you're a new listener, then welcome. <laughs> I am your host, Mandy. Uh, this week, I've got British boy Matt, everyone's favorite grump from England on the show. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm super. You're super? Super da duper. I'm super, thanks for asking. Yep. <clears throat> Another fun fun day at the mill, <laughs> the as mill. always. The coffee mill. Mm. We have to grind the beans ourselves. We have to do it by hand. <laughs> we have to cr- crush each bean individually. In your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Stomp them like a big wine smusher. Oh no no no! We've got we've got to just like crush them in the palm of our hands and think of a customer that we really despise. That'd probably be like a really good way to get your anger out. Yeah, but it's you know I'm sure there are better ways. Like <laughs> you know like flipping over a table. Yeah, is is probably better than crushing thousands of beans <laughs> individually. Yeah, because so after you've fun. done the first crush. It's all in little bits, and it's hard to crush those little bits into smaller bits. And then it gets all stuck to your hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a Starbucks double shot. Double shot? It's a, Is this one of your canned beverages? Yeah, it's an energy coffee drink. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think we really have those over here. I, th- I think I've seen them, like, once or twice. Yeah, so it's espresso and taurine and... Garana and all those energy things. Oh, sweet. It just tastes like iced coffee. It's really good. I can dig it. It's pretty fantastic. So I don't even have like anything. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm super prepared, like always. Good. <laughs> I That's was, how I uh, like it. I was off. Well, not just this past week, but the week before, um, we took holidays and like completely renovated a room in our house for three days. So that was kind of hell. But is your room finished now? Yeah, it's finished. Well, there you go. We it, just need to was, put up it, shelves and stuff. It's um, yeah. it's like our computer room. So mm. we painted it and we ripped up the carpet and we laid laminate floor for two days and laminate floor is hell. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then. Redid the baseboards and then moved everything in, but now we gotta like put shelves up so I can put all my geek toys up on the walls. But it's good; it mm. looks good. It's bright red. That's that's cool, you know. I think you need I think you need some sort of rage color for when you, <laughs> you know, when you're warcrafting it up. That's what I was doing like yeah. two minutes ago. <laughs> Oh, so that's where it was. You, you weren't like busy. You were just playing games. Well, I was killing the killing a boss <laughs> in the saddest storyline of the new expansion, where like a dragon dies, and it's super sad because there's like this big cutscene, and like a big eclipse comes, and then like the dragon's eye looks up at the eclipse, and then like closes its eye, and then like the dragon's soul like floats up into the sky and becomes a constellation. 
Wow, so it's it's not just, you know, like the emo kids that are playing it now, it's like they're actually making emo storylines for yeah. it. Yeah, and it's like super sad too because the dragon that died, there's only like these five special dragons in like the whole world and that was like one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they're like aspects, these big ancient dragons that kind of like watch over shit. Yeah. So it was like super sad. The first time I watched it, like I walled up a bit. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> This expansion that came out, like, they're actually, like, killing a lot of main people in it. It's kind of brutal. Well, I mean, I'm sure at one point they'll just be like, ah, but, you know, we've killed all your favorite characters, but here's some new characters. And they'll not be your favorites. They'll just be sort of, like, shitty versions of the old ones. Yeah. Well, like... You know, like, like, a character leaves a TV show and they replace them with someone that's supposed to fill that void. Yeah. Well, the thing too, like, there's, like, main sets of characters on each side. Like, the Horde and the Alliance have their main, like, leaders of each race or whatever. Yeah. And they've actually, like, killed a few of them off. And it's like, how are you going to kill off that, like, leader of that whole race of people? That's brutal. <coughs> so that's what we did on our vacation as well. <laughs> we spent three days getting the room ready, and then the new expansion dropped on the Tuesday at midnight pacific which was like 3 a.m our time so we actually mm. like went to bed early and got up at four to play it <laughs> <laughs> and then like nothing but play wow for like the rest of the vacation but it was good <laughs> beats work that it does that it knows <laughs> there's this fucking asian kid at work who drives me nuts i think that like like, having a conversation with him feels like he just says a bunch of words in groups, and he's yeah. kind of just gotten by now, like, where no one's really caught on that he's not really speaking English. He's just saying English words together. Mm. <laughs> That's what it feels like talking to him. Because <laughs> he'll say stuff, and I'm just like, That's not even anything. Or he'll, like, come ask a question, and I'll give him my answer, and he doesn't like the answer, so he asks the question another way. I'm like, It's still the same answer. So then he'll ask three or four other people, and they give him the same answer. <laughs> oh, God. It's painful. Yeah. He drives me nuts. Well, imagine having that, but <laughs> it's with, you know, like a person of your own country. <laughs> that That's what going to work is like for me. I'll say something. I'll say it again, mm-hmm. and then I'll have to say it a third time, and then explain the thing. So we're now on four times. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of painful. So pumpkin spice lattes out now, eh? It is, yeah. And you're saying you don't think it's as good this year? No, I don't. I they've changed the the syrup base for it, and it's like last year it was like um it was sort of like a yellowy white mocha sort of substance. Okay. It was it was you know it was quite it was quite thick, and you sort of had to work it into the coffee. Um, but I, I, I think it was a little more flavorful. This time, it's it's the same kind of syrup as in the um, like the strawberries and cream. Okay, uh, it's that kind of syrup, and it's bright orange, and it's just like ridiculously sweet. I think. I think that that's what we have over here because it's like super bright orange when you get mm. them here. Yeah, I, th- I think they've. I think they've done it. Just so they can sell the Frappuccino version, because to, if you looked at the Frapp version last year, it just looked like 
a regular cream-based frap with like nothing in it. Yeah. It didn't look any different from like a caramel cream or something. But th- th- this time it's sort of like it's, you know, it's like a pumpkiny orange. So I think they've done it to like to sell the color. It's like somehow in your yeah. mind you're going to think that it tastes more like pumpkins <laughs> because it looks the color of pumpkins. Because it's bright orange. Yeah. I mean, I can't really fault them because if I was in charge, that's what I'd do. But I'd be like, right, they're only available for like one day a year <laughs> and they're, you know, like $15 a piece. <laughs> You'd yeah. make a fortune. I would, yeah. I'd be like, look, limited limited time only. Um you can own, basically we're only going to serve one drink all day and that's pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> and it's 15 quid a go and that's it if you want anything else then you best just go to another store go to some other company <laughs> and you know have something else if you want pumpkin come to us i think it's funny that like once like it starts at one place like starbucks or whatever then like everywhere is pumpkin spice so, yeah. like, McDonald's has their knockoff pumpkin spice coffees, and Tim Hortons has their pumpkin spice ones, but they're not as good as, like, the Starbucks lattes. Like, mm. they're just, like, pumpkin-flavored coffee. Yeah. Well, I was talking to my mom a little while ago, and she was telling me that uh, there's now a pumpkin-flavored Baileys. Oh, weird. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's kind of crazy that they've had this impact on, sort of, you know, general society now where once the summer's over everything has to be pumpkin related yeah it's it's just the most bizarre thing you go back like 10 years and this wasn't a thing no no one cared you know i saw pumpkin flavored vodka in a picture online and i was like that's where i draw the line (laughs) i'm not doing that to be honest that would probably that would probably work for me because i'm not really a vodka fan I've never really liked vodka. See, I like vodka, but I'm not a big fan of, like, flavored vodkas. Because mm. I like vodka with, like, orange juice or cranberry juice or, yeah. you know, 7-Up or something, and that doesn't really work with flavored ones. Well, you know, it would save you some time and some money, I guess, if you got orange vodka. Yeah. You could just be like, well, I'm just going to drink this, and now I only have to buy one bottle instead of two bottles. I don't have to mix anything. I can just sit there, put a straw in it, and do you remember? Um, do you remember Ed? Um, no, was it Ed or was it Ed TV? The movie was called. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. Uh, about. Matthew McConaughey and um, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and Ed was sort of like. He got a TV show, and they just followed him around. Yeah. And he walks around with his bottle of beer in the mug, and the mug's attached to a string that he wears around his neck. Yeah. Yeah. You could just do that with vodka. See, I can't drink vodka straight, though. It's too gross. Yeah. I remember I was in high school once, and my friend had a bottle of um, Clearly Canadian. So it's like basically just like a clear, fizzy-type flavored water drink. Um. And she had it sitting in her locker, and I was like, oh, can I have a sip of that? I'm super thirsty. And she's like, oh, oh, and tried to stop me, and I took a huge swig, and it was straight vodka. And I was like, well, thanks for that. (laughs) I remember my manager telling me a story of, um, 
it, it's something that happened in another store. She'd gone to this store to cover a shift sort of years ago when she was just a barista. And the manager of that store was... Um, so, like, came in sort of, you know, not first thing in the morning, but came in early in the morning and went and made, you know, some sort of, like, th- fruit smoothie thing. And no one realised that she'd... Uh, brought this stuff from home and it was just full of vodka. Oh, wow. And she's just walking around sort of all day with this great big smoothie cup just slurping away. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you you know, you're really making that thing last. Jeez. And then she, you know, started to get a bit wobbly and they're like, oh, wait, she's drunk. She's <laughs> drunk out of her mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> so are you technically a barista or are you a baristo? Um... <laughs> A barista bro. <laughs> but I guess I could be a barista bro. I don't think there's enough guys that work in my store for us to be barista bros. <laughs> um, I mean, there's what well, there's three of us now, and well, one of them's not very broy. <laughs> yeah. So, and that one person is me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it it says barista on my contract, so I'll just go with that one. Yeah, it's like I yeah, guess it's like a just like a neutral term. Yeah, it's sort of I you know it's, to be honest, I'd be quite happy if it just said you know like coffee monkey because <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I like about my job is I can go in, I go in, I do my job, and then I go home. I don't have to, I don't have to dick about. Yeah. You know, I don't have to. The one of the reasons why I left my old job was that I was basically expected to be doing sort of like supervisor and up work for no extra money and no <laughs> recognition. And I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's like, if you want to start paying me for this, then fine. But, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I was there for like eight years, I think, and it took me maybe like a year to work my way up into a position where, you know, I had some sort of say. And then the next seven years was basically having to do everybody else's job for them. There was there was like three people above me out of the, I don't know, sort of like five or six people that were technically above me that actually did any work. Oh, wow. So... You're just like, well, what the hell is the point, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I remember one year I was sitting there and I was like, I've done six day weeks from September 1st till, you know, like January something. I was like, none of the supervisors have done that. Yeah. None of the management's done that. You know, it's just me and I'm not getting anything for it. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so I was just like, to hell with that. It was great when I quit, because uh, I went and had my interview, and they were like, when can you start? And it's just across the way from <laughs> the shop. So I said, if you give me 10 minutes, I'm going to go over the road and quit, and I could start now. <laughs> so I walked over the road, and I was like, Here, here's my staff card, here's my uh, ID, I quit, bye. <laughs> and the manager was like, you can't quit. I was like, I just did. You're like, yeah, I can. I can just quit. I don't want to work here anymore. I'm not working here anymore. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) And, you know, I went went back across the road and uh, I was like, right, 
I just quit my job. When do you want me to start? And they're like, oh, why don't you take a week off first and then start? I was like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I sat on my ass for a week and it was possibly the most relaxing week I've ever had. <laughs> it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it's kind of nice when you get like a break between jobs. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like I was talking to someone a while ago and they were on about like like leaving and leaving a place and giving notice. And I was like, you don't have to. Yeah. The, the, you don't have to give notice. It's seen as like a courtesy thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it, here's my resignation. I'm prepared to work sort of like this many weeks, which gives you time to, you know, get cover or replace me or whatever. Yeah. And I'm going to go. And then, you know, it sort of helps you out with, you know, the tax man. Yeah. So you don't get taxed twice, you know, in the same month. But there's technically nothing stopping you from just walking out and going. No, exactly. Yeah. Up yours, buddy. I remember when uh, my old job was closing and they had, like, the people from head office in. And they're, like, you know, trying to do these seminars for people and help them find jobs and so they had the people in from like the local employment center to you know yeah. help people with the resume because a lot of people have been working there like twenty years in the warehouse they didn't really know how to write a resume and stuff and uh, they were talking about like oh you know you have to give if you find another job before the place closes you know to give notice and all this and that and I'm like telling people afterwards I'm like you know you don't have to give notice right and they're like well they said that I'm like yeah it's just a courtesy thing like you don't have to give notice they have mm-hmm. to give you notice if they're firing you. They have to give you two weeks or pay you, but you don't have to give them any notice. You can walk out right now. Like that's how it is. Yeah, it's like, unless cool. unless you have some job where it specifically states in your contract that you know, you, you, like this is your final day. Yeah, and you cannot leave before then. Yeah, and if you do, we will sue you to within an inch of your life. Well, with ours, then it I'd was, probably stay there. Yeah, with ours it was like they're going to be closing at the end of the year, and if you stayed till the end of the year, then you got severance afterwards, and you only got a week for every year you'd been there. And I'd only yeah. been there for three years, so I'm like, ooh, three weeks, like big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I found a job before then, but like, you know, if you left before then, you wouldn't get your severance. Yeah. And other people who'd been there, you know, like twenty years and stuff, well that's 20 weeks of pay they'd get. Mm-hmm. So obviously it benefited them to stay, but I'm like, I don't fucking care. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm well, I remember when in my old job, we went into uh, administration and, you know, they sort of brought us into the office, into little groups and told us what was going on. And they were like, oh, you know, there's, you know, there's stores closing and stuff and they're offering a redundancy. Um, you know, like settlement and like, you know, I've seen it and it's shit. And we're yeah. like, oh, what is it? And it was it was some it was something like you got you got like a week at basic salary for, you know, like every five years or something you were there. Oh wow. They were like really shafting them. It's like, what the hell's the point? Yeah. You know? I mean, it, t- it turns out that it was all right. You know, there's there's lovely Canadian people came in and bought our company. Uh, you know, so I'm not saying that they don't have struggles still because I imagine that they do. But you know, the my old store is still there. Um, I haven't heard talk of any other stores going since I left. You know, so the 
they're, they're clearly in a better position than what they were, but it's like a lot of the things that they have issues with is stuff that's sort of out of their hands. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's like distributors are the worst because there's, you know, the, there'll be some distributors that are just like, well, this is the deal that we're giving you. If you don't like it, you don't get our stock. Yeah. So then you go, well, we're not fucking ourselves over just for you. We'll not have your stock. <laughs> but then it always seems to be that that distributor has got all of those old movies that people keep asking you for. Yeah, exactly. So then all you can do is just sit there and go, well, you're going to have to go to Amazon. <laughs> yeah. it's like, I, re- I remember a time where there was, I mean, it's not that long ago either, where we could order pretty much anything. As long as, as long as it was in print and it wasn't from like some tiny little import distributor, then we could probably get hold of it. You know, even even if it took a while, sort of like we could we could get a hold of it. It's like you know, there was um, it was worse for music because there were so many like little indie distributors. Yeah, and they're like, well, they're based in Texas. They have like a minimum order requirement of like fifty units. You're the first person to ask us about this <laughs> particular band ever, so. You know, unless you get 49 of your friends to order the same album, that will never come. <laughs> but, you know, for the most part, it was sort of like, well, it'll take a while, but it should be, you know, a couple of weeks. Most things showed up within a couple of days. Well, that's pretty decent. Yeah. We just, so it wasn't too bad. And, you know, obviously there's, there, you know, there's, there's a lot of old people that used to come into the store, there was a lot of people with sort of learning difficulties and they they just didn't use computers. Mm-hmm. To them, it was just, it's not something that even entered their mind. It was just, well, I'm going to go into the shop and I'm going to ask them. So, you know, we had like a, you know, there were sort of like regular customers that would come in and they were always ordering stuff. And, you know, they knew the deal. And it's like, look, it, it, you know, it, 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 we always used to say it's like, right, seven to ten days because that was just sort of like to cover our ass. Yeah. Basically, if the order went in and they didn't have it in stock, it would take them a day or two to get it back in. So it would be like, look, week, 10 days. If it's not not that, like, not in by then, we'll just give you your money back and we'll try again. <laughs> you know, and it was, it was fine. But then it got to the point where, you know, sort of like all the distributors were... This is the crazy thing. It's like when the company went into administration... All the major distributors were like, well, you know, you as the last high street retailer that's specifically devoted to, you know, movies and music, we're, you know, we need to get behind you and we need to sort of see what we can do at our end to try and help you out. And for a couple of weeks, it was like that. You know, we sort of got a lot of stuff in and we got stuff in fairly quickly. But then, as soon as the company was officially bought, they were like, "Yeah, we're going back to the old way now." <laughs> so you know, they got like they got real short memories when it comes to it. It's like, but we're you know like two thirds of your business. You just said, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like the, you know, Disney were one of the worst for us because they'd. It's like even though they put all their DVDs and Blu-rays in the Disney store, that wasn't their focus. So they did, like, really low numbers on them. 
you know, it's like because obviously they were pushing all the you know the uh, plush toys and the outfits yeah. and you know all the mugs and stuff. It's like they didn't really care if they didn't sell their DVDs there, but we used to sell a crap ton. You know, it's like we we would sell and like when Frozen came out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I remember looking once and we'd sold something like over the course of like. 18 months, we'd sold on average something like 50 copies a day. Oh my god. You know, it's like, yeah, there were some days where we just didn't have any in stock, but then there'd be some days where we'd sell like 300 copies. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, and it's just like, well, okay, clearly we're doing like big numbers, and it's not just our store. Yeah, exactly. There's all these other stores, but you just don't want to give us a break. And they'll go, oh, wait, yeah, that's because Walt was an anti Semite. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> He's a Nazi sympathizer and a fan. <laughs> Disney's like that too for like even where I work now with digital TV because they send all their like the pay-per-view shows that you can watch or like the yeah. streaming ones. And there's always like issues with them where like they'll send stuff in the wrong format or not, you know, categorize it properly mm-hmm. or just like all these issues with them all the time. So anytime they send stuff, it like always has to be edited and moved around and fixed and they just don't care. Uh, but I mean, the, the thing is, is that you know they're one of the biggest corporations on the planet. Mm-hmm. They can they can afford to not give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Because they because they know that what they have is what people want. Yep. You know, it's like the number of times I had to explain to people their release policy for DVDs. Oh yeah. And they're just like, why can't they be out all the time? It's <laughs> no, like because I hate that. because they are theirs. Yep. They own them. They can if they never want to release them again. That's what they'll do. Going back um, into the vault. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I keep seeing an advert over here for. Um, it's like their streaming app. Okay. You no, know, you can get on your tablet, and it's I can't remember what it's called, but basically it's like Disney specific. It's only got Disney content on there, and it's basically like the Disney animated stuff. Oh yeah. So it's all like classic Disney movies. Disney Pixar movies and then they animated stuff from like the Disney Channel. Okay. I think that's basically what it is. And they're like, oh, you can now take all your fa- Disney favorites everywhere. It's like, if they wanted to like never ever release The Lion King again and just put it on that app, they would. Yep. Because they know that somewhere out there, some kid is going to scream and scream and scream until their parents pay, you know, like $7.99 a month. Just so their kid can watch Lion King on repeat. Yeah, exactly. I remember when I was trying to find Alice in Wonderland, like the original animated one, and it wasn't out of the vault at the time, so I like friggin' wait for it. That was hell. Mm. I'm like, I just want to buy this movie. Like, why can't I just buy this movie? Yeah, I mean, like the last few years, they got a little better, and they usually, if they released something in like November, by January, it'd be out of print again. Yeah. But they seem to get into this habit of keeping stuff going. But not obviously not everything was available. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, well, The Lion King's finally out on DVD, and you can sort of buy that all year round. But, you know, it's like, we're still waiting on Beauty and the Beast, and then Beauty and the Beast comes out, and that's available all year round, and it's like, oh, well, we're still waiting on Snow White. Yeah. And, you know, it just kept going like that. And so I don't know if there was some change in the, you know, the DVD department or whatever, and they're like, maybe if we just made this stuff available all the time, we'd keep buying it. Yeah, no shit. 
you know, it's like number of times I, you know, spoke to people is like, I'm having to buy this for like the fourth time because my kids just chewed it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I've still got some of my original Disney VHS and they are pristine. And the big, like, giant plastic boxes. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I always loved it when you uh, came across one that was like an ex-rental copy. Yeah. And it came in an even bigger box. You're like, why is the box so big? (laughs) I know. Yeah. It's like is th- is this like one of those like weird like foreign DVD you know, foreign VHS, you know? Yep. The library ones are always like that too. Mm. Or they'd be like in the weird cardboard like the giant cardboard boxes. Oh things were better when we were younger. That, <laughs> exactly. that, that, that that's the moral of this story, I guess. It was funny because we started rewatching Friends. When we were off and like back to when like no one had cell phones. And yeah. it's so funny watching it where they're like, they're all hanging out in the coffee shop talking and no one's on their cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's so weird. Like, you know, and I've watched Friends like I don't even know how many times, but just like yeah. realizing that now I'm like, it's just so weird to see where they're all just like hanging out one's like reading a newspaper and another one's doing like a crossword and shit and like no one's on their phones or like you know they're in their apartment they're like just sitting there around their kitchen table just talking like it's just weird or they're like trying to find someone like when Ross was running around after the we're on a break thing and he's like trying to stop you know people from telling each other and he has to actually like physically go around the city because (laughs) he can't just call them on his cell phone (laughs) Okay, so if if they remade Friends now, I'll say like in five years from now, what do we think the characters are going to be doing on their cell phone? It's like quite clearly, you know, <laughs> Joey's just going to be sitting there on Tinder. Yep, swiping yeah. the whole time. I'm, I'm guessing Rachel's just going to be like Instagram queen. Yeah, Monica would be like on Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> um, on Pinterest. Yeah. You know, Ross would pro- I, I think Ross would be that one guy who just you know like he's on um, he's on Facebook and he just keeps posting sort of like scientific journals yeah. onto his feed and then constantly wonders why he has no friends on Facebook. Yeah, Chandler would be like playing like just games. Yeah, or he'd be trying to become a Vine superstar. Yeah, so. that's true. He probably would be vining. He'd be, and Phoebe he'd be probably wouldn't even have a cell phone. <laughs> no, that, no. Well, I think she would, but it sort of it'd be that thing of her cell phone's either not as good as everybody else's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they've all got like iPhones and Samsungs and shit, and she's got you know like a Motorola Razor. Yeah. <laughs> um, or she's got she's got like you know like a Sony one that's yeah. built to be an MP3 player. Yeah. And it's just so happened to got like a bit of a phone smushed in it as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, like those early Sony mobile phones, it's like you can listen to your music on your phone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, also you can use it to text and call and take pictures and shit. Yeah, you can exactly. listen to your music on it. <laughs> yeah. Gunter would just be cyber stalking Rachel. Oh yeah. Totally. Constantly. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it was just bizarre, you know, to think of like how how different it is. It, it was like even back then. Like you know, I remember being like back then in high school and stuff, and like you know, 
actually physically going to someone's house or just wandering around and having to use the payphone at the mall to get my dad to come pick us up and shit. Yeah. And now it's like the mall is just full of everyone with their cell phones and. Yeah. Well, I, I remember sort of like it was, it was like the last year of school for us when we were like sixteen. And like the, that summer afterwards, it's all, it was me and sort of like the group of friends that I hung out with. And we were just sort of like, we spent every day in this park. It's sort of like, all we do is just go and like hang out in this park. Yeah. That, basi- that was basically it. Yeah. And it was always the same. It's sort of like, cause, yeah, it's like the people that lived furthest away would set off first and then they'd sort of collect people as they went. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it became sort of like this. You know, it, it was it, like you knew what time of day it was by what time your friend showed up at your house. Yeah. You know, it's like right, okay, well, we're all gonna, you know, we're all gonna go up there, and we're all gonna go back home for like five because that's when food is ready. <laughs> so then it's like we'll probably go back out again at six, and then we just do the same thing until it was like really dark, and it's like, yeah, we should probably make our way home now. Yeah, it's like now you go hang out with a bunch of friends. It's like everyone's playing Pokemon Go or showing each other YouTube videos or you know whatever. Someone's always taking selfies. Yeah, I'm trying to. It's like oh, let's get a picture of all of us. It's like no, (laughs) just want to sit down and like not have to deal with you. Yeah, go sit over there. (laughs) I know. I've often like had times where i thought like what if i just like left my phone at home for the day and just went out and did shit <laughs> see it should be the most freeing thing mm-hmm. but i'm I'm assuming you've had one of those days where like you've forgotten your phone yeah you know you left it on the kitchen counter or it's at the side of the bed or whatever and you, yeah. you get to work and you're like shit i haven't got my phone yeah and instead of being like I haven't got my phone. It's fine. I'll appreciate the day. You just spend the day worrying about the fact that you haven't got the phone. Yeah. It's like, that's the day that everyone is going to try and call you. Yep, exactly. And then you get home and no one calls. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I did all that worrying for nothing. Yep. Oh, it's like that. We, uh, when we were in Vegas one time and I didn't have roaming or anything, so I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be using my phone while we're out. And it was just kind of nice to, like, be out and doing stuff and not worrying about my phone or checking facebook or checking twitter or, you know anything like that and like not actually being on it for a few days so then yeah. of course it's like i get it back and we get back to canada i'm like oh i gotta check everything i missed what's going on in the world mm-hmm. um when i was in new york a couple of years ago i had the same experience where it's so like you know it's like i'm 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 not paying sort of like you know 10 pounds an hour for data yeah it's like hell with that so it's like i took my phone out to take pictures and that's pretty much the only thing it was there for yeah exactly and yeah it was great we just wandering around and so i can't imagine what it would have been like if i'd have been able to use my phone because well, i spent you know five days with my head just straight up looking yeah. at all the giant buildings going whoa <laughs> looking at stuff <laughs> yeah you know it's it, it's weird you know mm-hmm. Sort of like um, my friend Lee, who I went with, is he's quite a big musicals fan, and it's it's something that I've de- I've never really got. There's like a handful of musicals that I like, and they're yeah. sort of like the weird ones that you know most fans of musicals don't consider musicals, <laughs> you know. And 
he was like, I really want to go see a Broadway show while we're out. And I was like, okay, cool. We'll go see what's on. And, you know, it was like, oh, maybe we'll go see Book of Mormon. Because, like, our friendship is based on the fact that we both loved South Park. <laughs> and he, he he sent me a message the other day. He was like, you do realize that next year we've been friends for 20 years. I was oh, like, wow. oh, my God. <laughs> I just tell me, I feel so old now. Um, but he's like, oh, you know, maybe we'll go see Book of Mormon and... While we're in the hotel, they had free Wi-Fi, so he's looking, and he's like, well, the cheapest tickets are, like, nearly $300, oh, wow. and pretty much every showing is sold out. Uh, so, like, okay, well, we'll not go for that one. He's like, uh, I kind of like to see The Lion King. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I've been told it's one of the best, you know, musical theater experiences you can have, you know. Maybe we'll go give it a go. And in the end, we saw uh, Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Oh, yeah, how was that? We- which was it, it was amazing i loved it i was like I, I knew nothing about it going in i was just like okay i'll go i'll see what it is and it was just it was so much fun it was great yeah so I, I, that'd be one of the ones i'd probably go see yeah it's got a bitching soundtrack mm-hmm. um yeah the like the stage show itself itself was really good it was really funny and, you know, it's just, you know, a good time was had by all. And then we came out of the theater and we saw Batman. So <laughs> that's a night I'll never forget. It's just a dude dressed as Batman walking down, um, walking down Broadway. And we're like, oh my God, it's Batman. <laughs> so we spent the, all, the entire, like the, like the rest of the time that we were out that night, just looking to one another going, I'm Batman. <laughs> it's like, no, he's Batman. You've seen Batman. Yeah. I'd love to go see Phantom. That's one one that I'd for sure love to see more than anything else. I remember, like, I've never been, like, a huge musical fan, but I've always loved Phantom of the Opera. And I had, like, the cassette tapes as a kid with, like, this giant booklet of, like, all the songs and everything. And it's to the point now where, like, I'll, every once in a while I'll still throw, like, a couple back on my iPod or something. And I still remember, like, all the words to them. <laughs> and I watched, like, the movie versions of it. Yeah. What I just watched, I think I shared on Facebook too, is I was going through the Facebook uh, on this day stuff, and mm. it was like a little post where I posted a clip from Newsies, <laughs> and I forgot how much I love Newsies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking care. I watched Newsies so much that my VHS tape was worn out. <laughs> That's how much I watched Newsies as a kid. I know, I know those feels. <laughs> and it's just so funny because it's like, you know, watching the video of the King of New York, and I still remember like all the words and shit. And then now, like Christian Bale's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like back then he was a kid with a lisp singing cowboy yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, but <sighs> every, every everybody grows up eventually, mm-hmm. and when they grow up, they put on spandex and they fight crime. Yep. Exactly. That's what I'm hoping to do. I'm hoping that, you know, my movie career is going to, you know, so like really kick in when I'm sort of like 55, 60. <laughs> and, you know, it's, that's when they decide to actually do, you know, Dark Knight Returns. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm old, grizzled, for some reason, British Batman. <laughs> and I'd totally be down with that. Oh, Christian Bale's Welsh. Yeah, exactly. You know, Thor's a Kiwi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Loki's English. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, why the hell not? I did adulting today of buying new underwear. That was my adulting. I remember, like, as a kid, it's like, ah, oh, I don't want to buy underwear. You get underwear gift, and it's, like, so shitty. And now I'm like, 
going on. I'm like, I'm actually looking forward to buying new underwear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I tested out my new autumn jacket today. Because this is the first day from the last sort of month that hasn't been ridiculously hot. Nice. I woke up this morning and it was kind of cold and it was kind of wet. And I was like, I'm going to test out my new jacket. <laughs> I got a, you know, it's like a padded denim jacket with sort of like sheep skin on the inside. Oh, yeah. It's very nice, very cozy. And, um, yeah, I, I bought that last week. Bought that and a new shirt. And I was like, yeah, I remember when I used to have to wait for special events to get stuff like this. Yeah. You know, it had to be Christmas or my birthday, which yeah. is in the same week. <laughs> so, basically, I'd wear crappy clothes up until Christmas. <laughs> and then I'd have nice clothes. And they'd last me as nice clothes until about March. And then they were just crappy clothes from then on out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so bizarre when you're like, oh, well, you know. It's like when you go to the bank. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to the bank. I'm going to pay this thing. You know, like, God, I remember being dragged here as the kid. And the bank was the worst place ever. Yeah. And they wouldn't ever let you play with the pens on the little chain <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like, but that's the only good thing in here. Oh, there <laughs> you go, and it's well. To be honest, it's the same. Yeah, you're going like this is the worst place ever. Although there's no pens on little bowly strings because everything's automated now. It's like here, use this self service thing. It's like no, I demand to speak to a person. <laughs> I want to tell her, damn it. Yeah, I yeah I I want to you know talk to a person very loudly and very properly through a pane of glass. <laughs> I want to pay my credit card, madam. That's like the worst part of the hospital now. If you go to the emergency department, they put this giant pane of glass there with this little speaker mm. for like the nurses or whatever where you check in. So you have to like yell through the little thing like why you're in emergency. I've got gonorrhea. I know. I'm like, I feel so bad if like people are there for something embarrassing where it's like, I've got a potato up my ass. Like... You have to yell it through, and so everyone gets to hear you. Whereas yeah. before, like you kind of just go up and sort of whisper them, like, "Yeah, I've done some stuff, and mm. I need you to pull it out." <laughs> uh, there may or may not be a live gerbil yeah. in my body. Um, now you have to yell it through like the little window. Yeah. Those are not fun. No, I'm, I think basically everything is just getting worse. Or at least if it's not getting worse, it's just getting harder to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not nothing simple anymore. Yeah. Although I went to the I had to go to the post office a couple of days ago and our local post office. It's sort of like it's got one it's got like two counters and they're sort of like in a like an L shape. And one counter against one wall is full on, you know, like Fort Knox completely sealed in. <laughs> it's like you can't get in there at all. The next counter you know, the one that's at, you know, 90 degrees from the first one, completely open. They also have tills and money and stuff. I was like, I thought all post offices were supposed to be like banks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was at uni and I lived in Leeds and I'd go down to the post office, they had a big one in the center of town. And it was, it was like walking into, you know, the federal gold reserve. You know, there'd be security guards on each door and there's just a rack of, like, 30 windows that you have to go shout through. And it's like, well, I don't understand why my post office... This is a post office that, you know, has been 
attacked several times. <laughs> it's like, wh- why it doesn't have, like, you know... It's not just, like, Thunderdome on the inside. Like, everything's covered in mesh. <laughs> they just sort of, like, jab at you with sticks if you get too close. See, ours is, like... Well, a lot of our post offices are, like, in the back of Shoppers Drug Mart, so it's in the back of a drugstore. And mm-hmm. it's just a little counter with some old lady who's like 400 years old working there and it like takes her forever to type stuff into the computer and like that's essentially it i hate when like i have to go and send stuff to another country so if i send stuff to the states and then they'll like write the address and everything on the box and then they'll type it all into the computer and then they'll give me another form where i have to put the address on again to put on on, like this other sticker on i'm like but i already wrote it out like why can't you just be like see other label like why do i have to write it all out again yeah. What I think you need to do is you need to go and write to the Postmaster General and be like, you should just sell these stickers in the post office. Yeah. So I can have two stickers that have got the required reference numbers on and then I don't have to talk to this ancient woman. Well, I would totally like get them ahead of time if I could and like fill that out rather than like writing it myself. But yeah. They almost went on strike. I think that's finally resolved now because they apparently don't make enough money for the few days that they work and they wanted all this other bullshit and it's like you barely have a job as it is they've been trying to like cut back and like try and put these like community mailboxes up and stop you know having the door-to-door service and now you're going to complain that you're not getting paid enough and like try and get that job taken away like be happy you have a job no i don't think i've ever fully understood striking yeah uh, it's so like we we've got an issue over here with our junior doctors because the the government sort of stepped in and gone right. Well, basically, you've got to work this many hours a week, and we're going to pay you less than we would have done, you know, like a year ago. And you're going to take it because you're junior doctors, <laughs> and the junior doctors have sort of gone well. If you want us to work, you know, like, 100-hour weeks, fine. But, you know, people will die. <laughs> you know, so, like, if we're, if we're working to the point where, you know, we're so exhausted we can't function, mm-hmm. and then you want me to go in and do surgery, I will kill someone. Yeah. So, it's so like, they've been... They've been striking on and off now for about a year, year and a half, I think. And I'm sort of behind them. I think it's right. You know, it's sort of like they're... It's like I understand that their job requires them to give an awful lot of themselves. Yeah. And they've, you know, they've chosen to go into this profession because they want to help people. But you can't expect them to work constantly. It's It's just not, it's not possible at all. But then, you know, the, the bus drivers go on strike. Yeah. And they're like, why are you striking? Because you have to work some bank holidays. Yeah. Well, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. Our bus drivers it, are ridiculous. They complain that they had to work holidays. And there would be like, like on Christmas Day, there would be a bus every maybe like hour and a half, two hours or whatever, like super shortened. And they were getting paid triple time and a half. Mm. But that wasn't good enough. Yeah. I was like, you drive a bus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you drive a bus. Yeah. Well, um, it's like we, we've already had, like, the Christmas conversation in our store. 
which is completely fucking refreshing because my last job we had the Christmas conversation the week before Christmas. <laughs> um, but the you know like you know it's so like well what do you want to work? You know it's so like basically if you work if you work Christmas Eve you can have Boxing Day off. Okay. You know. Uh, if you work, you know, New Year's Eve, you can have the day after New Year's off, that kind of thing. So it's basically you do one or the other, you know, to try to try and make it fair. Yeah. And they're like, look, if you do Boxing Day, it's you know, it's time and a half. Um, and I was like, well, you know, I did Boxing Day last year. You know, I'd kind of like to not do it this year. Yeah. And I was like, I don't mind working Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. You know, it's like, look, get, let me have my birthday off and Boxing Day, and I'll work all the other days if you want me to. Yeah, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm not sort of like, oh, well, I'm only going to work this. Yeah, yeah, you because know, there's like, there's, there's people in the store with, you know, with kids. You know, so mm-hmm. you know they want to spend you know Christmas Day with them. It's like I don't mind going to work so they can have family time. That's that's cool with me. Yeah. Um, when my husband worked at Seven Eleven, he usually traded off for. He'd work Christmas Day and like Boxing Day and then get New Year's off so then we could actually go to town and visit his mom and grandma on those yeah. days. So that worked out because other people with families like, okay, well, you know, we'll work New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve and New Year's Day then. And, you know, yeah. he volunteered to work Christmas Day, but no one wanted to do so. Yeah. See, I mean, this is the thing. So, like, if, the, if, it, if, you, if you've got that kind of job and, you know, it requires you to be open you know, basically over the holidays, there, there needs to be some sort of fairness about yeah. it. You know, it shouldn't just be, well, you know, basically whoever gets the shitty stick. Yeah. They, that's it. You're, you're screwed. You know, there was a... In my old job, I remember there was one one summer where the manager, the assistant manager, and one of the supervisors between them had taken up all the time in the uh, the summer holidays. And one of the other supervisors was like, so when do I get to spend time with my kid? <laughs> wow. And it was basically because they'd all gone, well, I want a holiday. Yeah. You know, it's like the manager would be like, oh, well, you know, I've got kids. Like, yeah, your kids are in their late teens. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're not kids anymore. Yeah. They probably don't want to spend time with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, 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 just, it's just bullshit. It's just, you know, it shouldn't be that way. So one of the things I like about where I am now is that it's sort of fair. You know, well, so good. like they'll quite happily take, you know, volunteers. But unless they're really desperate, they're not going to make you do something that you said that you don't want to do. That's pretty good. Which is nice, but then st- you still get people that abuse that system. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, there's someone who, out of the four bank holidays we've had, has worked one of them. Where, near the beginning of the year, they were like, right, four bank holidays, you work one, you're off one. That's the deal. Yeah. And I was like, well, I've done, I've done three of these four. <laughs> someone has done one. Like, that's not fair. No, exactly. You know. So, that's why I was like, well, I want Boxing Day off then. Because that's bank holiday. I, you know, I haven't had all my bank holidays off. I've been at work. So, you know. I imagine Boxing Day is probably like, pretty busy at Starbucks too. 
it, it, it is. It's, if everyone, it was, like, I know like here, Boxing Day is crazy because everyone goes out for all the deals because yeah. we're not American and we don't have Black Friday. We have Boxing Day. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like we've got, we've got Black Friday now. Yeah, we started doing the last... some of that stuff here the last couple of years. Yeah, last couple of years we've had it as well. And, I mean, I've been kind of lucky, so Friday's usually my day off. Oh, nice. So I've missed a lot of them, mm-hmm. which has been sweet. Um, but no, but Boxing Day is... Last year it was pretty hectic. It's like as soon as we opened the door... There was a queue outside. Yeah, because people want to get and, their coffees and go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> and because we, because we open like an hour before everything else does, like people are like, oh, we'll go get a coffee and wait for everything to open. Yep. I mean, it's not as bad as when I was at HMV when we, it's like we didn't, because we were in a shopping center, we just had, you know, like a uh, a motorized shutter. Yep. You know, that came down from the ceiling. We didn't have any doors. It was just open all the time. And like I've seen people crawl under the door <laughs> as it's been lifted up. It's like they can't wait that extra yeah. ten seconds. It's like they have to go and get the bargain. Yeah. And we just stand there and go, "It's all the same shit that was here two days ago." Yeah. Like every year I was there, the Boxing Day sale, with the exception of like the embargo movies. Mm-hmm. Because there was always some movie that came out that wasn't allowed to go out until Boxing Day. With the exception of that, everything else was out for Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's like, there are no bargains. Yeah. I'm like, where's all your stock? I was like, well, we didn't have a delivery yesterday because it was, um, what's that thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, Christmas Day. Um, yeah. I, like, I remember being at the mall as a teenager on Boxing Day and having them like, lift up the shutters and like everyone rush in and then like some stores would be like okay we're only letting like this many people in so they'd close it again and then like when some people would come out you could like go in for their like you know two dollars off deals and shit well it's It's still not worth it there's a big mall near us and they've got they've got some stores that are open from like 5am now oh wow so you get people going at like 3 in the morning to go and get in line for a bargain, yeah, and it's like it's always on the it's always on the news on Boxing Day, and like the news on like you know the night of Christmas, yeah. People are like, oh, and they're queuing up here for these bargains, and every time there's always some you know analyst or something on, and like, yeah, there's actually no bargains, yeah, they're the same deals as they had on before Christmas, yeah. It's just they've moved them around a little. Yeah. I think, like, yeah. the best thing I've ever got on Boxing Day is, is like, a couple of years ago, my husband got a giant monitor. It was, like, a 27-inch monitor for $99 at Best Buy. But other than that, like, I've never got, like, gotten any good deals or anything. Or, like, I've never, you know, been more like, oh, I better go line up at, you know, 5 a.m. to get this shit. We were just, like, winding yeah. around in the afternoon and saw the sale, and there happened to be, like, two left, so. Yeah, I, I, I just don't understand it. I'm I'm one of those people who's just like, you know what, if I haven't got it now, I'm not rushing out to get it. Yeah. It's like, I don't like shopping at the best of times. <laughs> it's why I buy practically everything that I own via the internet. On account of the uh, people. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's like, I was, you know... <laughs> Someone commented on my jacket today and like, oh, where'd you get that from? 
And I was like, oh, I bought it. And they just went, you bought it online, didn't you? I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> Why would I go to a store and have to talk to people when I could sit at home in my underwear and spend my money? Exactly. And not have to deal with people. Yeah, yeah. We were at, my friend and I went to Payless Shoes a couple weeks ago at the mall. And I know they don't work on commission there. But, like, we walked in. And the one chick's like, oh, can I help you with anything? We're like, no, we're just looking. And usually that's, like, enough for them to leave yeah. you alone. So then we're standing on the aisle. And the chick kept, like, walking up and down the aisle and around. And come back every, like, 30 seconds or a minute. And be like, oh, you, you know, you're still doing okay. You look around. And we're like, yeah, it's Payless. All the shoes are out. We don't need you to help us get us sizes. Like, we yeah. literally don't need your help for anything. And she's like, oh, okay. You know, wandered away. And then came back around. And my friend was trying yeah. on one pair of shoes. And she's like, oh, those shoes look good on you. And she's like, I didn't ask, like just go away and then by the like the fourth or fifth time she came back like we're leaving because this is awkward <laughs> it was ridiculous yeah i i was uh we were coming through the mall i think because the when you get to the mall there's like a little tram stop and a couple of stops down from that there's a big uh so like entertainment park they've got like a big cinema and there's a bunch of restaurants and they've got like the um uh, ice arena there as well and you know we were like oh well, well we'll get off we'll walk through hell and uh <laughs> well, it's called meadow hall but we call it meadow hell because that's what it's like <laughs> it's, it's just hell um just like every other month um and we're walking through and we're like oh me you know let's go in the disney store we haven't been in since they put all like the marvel stuff and the star wars stuff in yeah we'll go and have a look and we walked up and I just saw like this big Ant-Man figure. I was like, oh, sweet, you know, like a giant man. And I picked it up, I was like, this, this is cool. And this girl just appeared out of nowhere. I think she came out of the shelves. <laughs> and she was talking to us about Civil War. And we're like, we, we were having a private conversation here. Yeah, exactly. This was, this, I picked this up because it was dumb and I thought it would make my friend laugh. Um <laughs> We're not actually serious shoppers. And then there was just like a few moments of like awkward silence where we're all just looking at one another. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, bye. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't need you to talk to me about like Ant-Man. Yeah. So like, if I need to learn about Ant-Man or talk to someone about Ant-Man, I'll bring it up. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll walk up to you and go, excuse me, how do you feel about Ant-Man? <laughs> there was... Um... One time I had to go to this horrible, like, old lady store at the mall because my aunt had given me a gift card, and it's, like, for this one store. And she's in her 60s, so, I mean, she shops there, and I guess she figured I'd shop there, too. It was well, all... everybody has to have old lady pants. Yeah, so. it's, like, all old lady slacks and, like, like blazers with, like, shoulder pads in them and everything. And I'm, like, there's got to be something in the store that I can buy, like, you know, either for shirt or some jewelry or, like, something. So we're wandering around forever, and I'm like, look at all the stuff. I'm like, look at these shoulder pads and shit. And this one old lady's like, oh, that's a very nice jacket. You should try that on. I'm like, no, I was making fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I that, thank you, but I have shoulders. Yeah. I don't need any pads, it's thanks. not the 80s, and I'm not 70, so I don't need this. I was making fun of it, but thanks yeah. anyways. Like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then there was, like, some other weird like denim jacket with all these like like silver like metal type things hanging off of it where it's like all just clingy and or like clanging making noise and 
I'm like, look at this thing. Like, it's 1984. And the lady's like, well, that's nice. I'm like, just stop following us, please. <laughs> I don't want anything from your horrible, shitty store. And then, like, there was one one thing that I ended up trying on. And they're like, they're saying how the store is closing or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's too bad. And she's like, yeah, so, you know, if you're upset that the store is closing, we're telling customers that they should, you know, call head office and tell them that you don't want them to close the store down. And I'm like, I don't really care if it does. Like, I'm not going to be that concerned about your store closing. And why are you telling all the customers to call head office to say, like, don't shut your store down? Yeah. Because, first of all, that won't do anything. No. If they're closing the store down, they're closing the store They're not going to be like, oh, those customers said no, so we better not. <laughs> you should have said, oh, have you, have you ever seen that, like, really old classic movie, uh, Empire Records? Because oh, like- they have a similar situation there and they have like a fundraiser damn the man save the empire yeah that's one of my top five movies i i haven't watched it in years because the the only the only version that you can get still is that horrible fan edition Mm, yeah and it's like i just don't want to watch it yeah see i've got my original dvd still i want to remember it how it was Because I'm I'm tired of having that moment where it's like, oh, you know, I haven't seen this movie in years. Let's go watch it. And then you watch it and you're like, I've just ruined my childhood. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember, um, do you remember Monster Squad? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my my brother found it on, found it on DVD, I think. It was when it was released in the States. And it's like, oh, man, I'm going to get Monster Squad. And we bought it from this import website at the time. This is like... 2002 maybe 2003 and he's like oh yeah i'm gonna buy it and you know it's gonna be great and we all watch it and sort of like you know he brought one of his friends around we're all super excited that we're watching monster squad and then he gets about 20 minutes in and we're like are we just gonna watch something else (laughs) i was like yeah this this was this is just a piece of shit yeah so i remember loving this when i was a kid like, you know, when they kick the wolfman in the nards. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was the best thing in cinema since the critter going down the toilet and exploding. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's, I was like, no, let's let's just never, ever do this again. Ever. Well, it's like the remastered for the 18th time Star Wars movies. Yeah. I was, I was watching like... a great thing online. Um God, it's maybe about a year ago now. About the uh, the de- like the despecialized version of A New Hope. Oh yeah. That the like people have put together. They found like you know countless versions of the original movie print, mm-hmm. and they've been like piecing it together and giving it like a full 1080 spruce up. Oh wow. And, you know, it was quite interesting because they were saying, like, oh, well, this, like, this one sequence here, there isn't one, there isn't one particular film reel that we've got that isn't damaged in some way. So they had to, like, composite, like, three different frames on top of one another. (laughs) And they they were all, like, weird aspect ratios. So they had to sort of, like, manipulate them all. And I was like, man, that looks really cool. But the only way you can get it is if you can find it online somewhere. And I'm just too lazy. I'm pretty sure, like, I still have our VHS tapes, the the gold edition ones. Yeah. Before they remastered everything. Because I'm like, are you going to put, like, young Anakin in at the end of Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Like, for real? Like, he wouldn't even know what young Anakin looked like. He'd be like, who's that guy? 
Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's cash just I, I remember my uh, my brother taking me to see the special editions when they came out. This was, what, like, 97, I think it was? Yeah, when all the re-releases were. Yeah. And, I mean, like, Jedi came out a year before I was born, so I, I, there was no way that I was going to get to see them in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, dude, they're doing Star Wars. It's like, we're going to, I'm taking you to see Star Wars on the big screen. And I was just like super jazzed for it. I remember coming out of it at the time and I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. I saw Star Wars on the big screen. That's the best thing ever. I could just tell. So like behind my brother's smile was just sort of like tears. Sad. <laughs> it's just, just sort of like complete heartbreak. Yep. And it's just like, oh my God, it's like so good, so good. And he's just like, that's not Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to see them because my friend had never watched them and I'd watched them like on VHS and stuff and so I'm like well we need to go see them in the theater and, and finally went and I was just like ugh I should just watch them on VHS at my house yeah yeah plus you know you don't have all the assholes in the cinema as well that's true yeah it's like I I still love going to the movies it's still something that it, it's still kind of a special thing for me yeah so it's one of the things that it's like it's never really lost its charm. I like um, it more if everything wasn't shitty 3D. Yes, I'm, I'm completely on board with that. Um, like I don't know if it's because like the muscles in my eyes don't line up properly, and then the 3D glasses always like it gets to the point where like the, well the beginning of Civil War, I had to take the 3D glasses off because I'm like I can't even watch this with these glasses on. Mm. It was like hurting my brain too much. Yeah, well. The last few movies that I've gone to see that have had like a 3D print of them, it's like I'm quite happy to wait the extra 40 minutes and go see the 2D one. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what yeah. we started doing is just going to the, the regular ones. I'm like, it's not worth it. Like it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't get anything extra out of it. Yeah. Although it was funny when we saw uh, Jackass 3D and <laughs> there's like one part where they're like, shooting dildos and they all like come flying off the screen in 3d (laughs) so that was worth it for that my friend beside us he was like trying to like grab them in his mouth (laughs) so that was worth it (laughs) i think if you're gonna do 3d you should like do shit like that yeah i mean annoyingly it's like the one movie that works in 3d is one of the movies that I dislike the most, which is Avatar. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's purpose-built for 3D. Mm -hmm. You know, they've made it so it's going to look amazing in 3D. It's just a shitty experience watching it. It's so so boring. Yeah, I just remember sitting there and just being like, well, the jungle looks nice, but Mm -hmm. it's just... Pocahontas with Marines. Well, this is it. Like it's it's pretty to look at, but it's a horribly boring movie. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. The best 3D experience ever. The one that was, looks the best and was made for 3D was Gravity. That would be. I don't know if I. I still haven't seen that movie, and it weirds me out. That's the, we we saw it IMAX 3D, oh. and that that was incredible. I think that. I'd probably like have a panic attack. Well, there was, there's this there's this shot at the beginning where the camera's just sort of floating through space and it sort of like goes around the space station a few times. 
And there was a point where I'm, I'm like, I, I actually holding on to the arms <laughs> of the chair and like pushing down with my feet because I feel like I'm going to float at any uh. minute. And whenever people have said like, oh, we were sitting in the cinema and we're like, you know, moving out of the way so the stuff's flying out, I was, I was like, bullshit. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's what people say to try and get people into 3D. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that doesn't work that's not a thing unless it's jackass and there's dildos flying off the screen <laughs> yeah. but who doesn't want to catch a dildo in their mouth exactly that's, let's be perfectly honest yeah. <laughs> uh but no gra- gravity i thought was amazing but again it was made specifically for it yeah you know they, they'd shot it in such a way that it made sense seeing that as an imax 3d movie yeah exactly whereas you know, it's like I'm a big fan of most of the Marvel movies, but not one of them I feel is needed 3D. No, it it doesn't like make it any better. Yeah, it doesn't have any like added effect to it having yeah. it 3D. Yeah, it's like when I saw The Force Awakens, uh, I ended up seeing it twice in the same week, and the first time I saw it, it was just in 2D, and I came out of it and I was like, "Yep, loved it. That's that's just what I wanted from it." And the second time I saw the IMAX 3D, and you know, because I'd seen it and you know, I knew what was going on, I sort of just, I just tried to like take in the whole experience of it being IMAX 3D. And I was like, yeah, at no point do I feel that this is needed. Yeah, it's like the one cool bit is when they open up the galaxy map on the Falcon, and you know, they're stood there and there's like all the little planets and stuff moving around. I was like, yeah, that's basically the same as Prometheus. That was the only bit in that movie that looked good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then, you know, there was I have a the hard time with three blowjob alien. <laughs> I have a hard time seeing like the value in three D movies. I, I, I just I don't get it and I don't get how people are so excited about it. I yeah. mean it's a, the I'm pretty certain the first three D movie was done in like the twenties. Yeah. And it was a couple of French guys experimenting with cinema. Well, that's just it. And, like, back then it was different, too, when you had, like, the red and blue glasses. And, yeah. You know, it was, like, a big deal because it was, you know, new and, and like... Yeah. And it, back then, too, they made it so stuff was, like, popping off the screen. Mm. And for, like, a while, that's what 3D movies now were. And now they're just, like, no, it just makes it, like, adds depth to it. That's yeah. all it really does. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, there's... There's at least like three different times I can think of when they tried to make 3D a thing and it's never caught on. Yeah. It's like this is currently like the best time that it's having and it seems to be going longer. But it's like I always used to talk to people in the old store and they're like, oh, it's a good 3D movie. And you're like, Avatar. Oh, I've seen it. What else is good? I was like, Nothing. well, this is a good movie, but it's not good for 3D. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, was it? I think it was the second Thor movie. Oh, yeah. The best part about that movie was the 3D menu on the Blu-ray. <laughs> but the menu looked amazing. And we were like, oh, my God, this looks so good. It's like, we're, we're pumped for this. This is going to be brilliant. And then we watched it and we were like, there isn't any point at all. <laughs> there's like two sequences maybe where there's a bit of 3D. Yeah. And the rest of it is just kind of blurry. Well, I remember, like, my dad bought, like, a smaller, like, a little, like, 27-inch 3D TV to play his games on. I think it was because he had 3D games for his Xbox. Mm. And it was, like, annoying having to go over there. And it's like, okay, so you're going to play your game and have the glasses on. And if I'm going to watch you play the game, i got to wear the glasses. And, like, I don't want to sit here 
wearing glasses over my glasses to watch a TV, like watch 3D. Like, why do I want to? Why do I want to wear these? And like, you had to be kind of sitting, sort of, you know, directly almost in front of it. You can't be off to the side too much, or just hurt to look at. And like, this yeah. is stupid and a waste of money. Did you find that whenever you're talking to anybody about 3D and you say that you don't like it, do they just look at you and go, "Oh, is it because you wear glasses?" They just look at me like. It's not so much the glasses thing. It's more like, like what's wrong with you? It's yeah. so awesome. It's so cool. I'm like, it's not though. Yeah. And like my husband doesn't wear glasses and he doesn't like it. It hurts him too. And yeah. like, I don't wear my glasses all the time, but I usually wear them when we go to the movies and shit. And it's just frustrating. I'm like, you know, I can either wear two pairs of glasses. Like, well, I'm talking to you. So you would know yeah. <laughs> wear two pairs of glasses or just the 3d ones. And like, or I'll just take them off and watch the blurriness for a while. And yeah, not puke. <laughs> um. I tried actually with uh, virtual reality stuff. Um, HBO, like I guess people from the network came. They do like a promotional thing at our work every year. Yeah, and they're like, oh, stuff for Game of Thrones stuff coming out or whatever is like when season six was out, and they're like, you know, giving away like decks of cards and shit. And they're like, oh, we have this little uh, virtual reality goggles you can put on. You can go up the wall and all this shit, but like. I put it on, and I think it's because, like, it didn't fit properly, so there was, like, little cracks on the side, mm. and I could still see, like, light coming through, and it was just, like, making me nauseous. I'm like, I need this off. Like, I don't want this on. I didn't want to do this. I'm like, oh, you have to try it. I'm like, why do I have to try it? Like, yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't care yeah. about your little 10-second... It was, like, 30 seconds worth of, like, animation of, like, literally walking up the wall. It was stupid yeah. and pointless. And you couldn't even, like, look around. Like, you know how usually in, like, virtual stuff you can turn your head and see stuff? This mm. was like, no, they just gave you, like, a video to watch. That made no sense. But I'm like, if this is what virtual reality, like, goggles and shit are like, like, I'm not going to want them. Um, it's, it's like, I, I know a few people that have, like, pre-ordered, you know, like, the PlayStation VR and sure. stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be so good. And you're like, no, it isn't. I don't like the idea of having to sit there with, like, glasses or like headset or something on to like mm-hmm. watch it on tv or like play a game like i like being able to like look at other stuff in the room or you mm-hmm. know get up and walk away for a few minutes and come back yeah you know it's like well i'm pretty certain that you you know with spending as much time with computers as you do you'll have at some point had the computer health and safety seminar yeah whether like you know every every 30 minutes you should look at a uh, spot that's you know 30 feet away yeah for you know for 60 seconds and then look back at the screen to save your eyes well, that's like, like, yeah okay you you do that and then i'm you know the boss is gonna walk past and go why are you staring at that wall yeah. so oh, i'm saving my eyes boss it's like no you're gonna get back to work well and that's where like my problem with with the glasses is, is because like the muscles don't line up so if i'm focusing from like something close to like something far away it takes like several seconds before I can even focus on it and then like looking back so it's like near to far near to far kind of thing so like if it was virtual reality stuff or like with 3D so I gotta focus on that and then if I take the headset off and focus on something else it's just gonna take me longer to be able to see properly again yeah yeah I, just, I know why they're doing it that you know the you know, you, you, you're never gonna get any further with technology if people don't start pushing things yeah. but you know, let's let's just be honest. This virtual reality thing isn't going to work. 
until we can get to a point where we can just sort of like plug ourselves into the matrix and have a full cerebral you know experience yeah then virtual reality is just a fad and it's like i think the only good thing that's come out of it was the time that they um they gave some people oculus rift and put porn on it yeah that that was fantastic. That was the best thing. But that was great to watch other people yeah. experiencing. That's yeah. a. I guess that's getting big now too. And apparently, porn's got a bunch of virtual reality porn stuff to watch. I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to watch virtual reality porn. I was reading the thing the other day that there's a um, there's a free porn day happening. <laughs> it's it's like free comic book day. <laughs> free porn but it's day. For porn. So there's like a bunch of these, you know, like pay for websites. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, we're going to give you free content for the day. Wow. And I was like, it. I don't know. Most most of it's free anyway. Yeah, that's why it always floors me at work. Where like I have to do reports every month, and it's all the the pay per views. So it's got all the the porn that people have rented at fourteen ninety nine a pop. Mm. to watch an HD porn. I'm like, it's free on the internet. Yeah. Like, why... You're sitting in your house renting, like, a two-hour movie or an hour and a half or whatever it is for fourteen ninety nine. when mm. I guarantee you have a computer or a phone mm. and you can look at it for free. Maybe there's just a lot of people that are... Um... You know, they're, they're just quality snobs. Yeah. It's like they they don't want to watch it for free if it's only in, you know, like... 420. Yeah. They, they want full 1080p you know, erotica. Yeah. I love to, like, I have to, because I have to make sure that the report, like, works every month, so I'm mm. spot checking, like, certain prices and stuff, so I get to see all the wonderful titles. And the the best one I've seen was Japanese Fur Burgers too. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like... Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And then they'll see, like, how many people rented these things. And it's like, oh, 45 people rented that this month. Um, when I was at college, <laughs> I remember there was a, a global video opened up in town. And, you know, being sort of like film and media students and we're wandering around doing nothing in the afternoon. We're like, oh, we'll go in Global Video. We'll see what they've got. Even though none of us were members of Global Video, we just used <laughs> to go in and have a look around. And we always got to the the adult movie section. And it was always who can find the best named porn. <laughs> um, the one that I always remember is uh, Playmate of the Apes. Oh my god. Which was the porn parody of the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. Which still sort of gives me nightmares. Um, That's kind of creepy. Then we had, uh, what else was there? There was Whore of the Ring. (laughs) And... um, The parody ones are always like the best titles. Uh, Womb Raider. That was another good one. (laughs) And so I, rem- I remember talking to someone about it, and we're like, "Oh, well, you know, we, we were in Global Video the other day, and we found this video, and it was called Womb Raider, and they, they, were, they were almost sick. They were like, that is the most disgusting thing I think I've ever heard. So it then became a thing because it was something that upset them. We obviously brought it up every time we saw them. Yeah, we were like, oh, so what you been doing? So like, oh, just you know, sitting at home watching Womb Raider. Um. Yeah, it's, it's, 
I don't understand. I love too that like when I'm going through the reports at work, some of them are just like completely explicit, where it'll just be like squirting cunts five, and I'm like, Jesus, man! <laughs> like, at least put some like creativity into it. Yeah, but you know, I think so- sometimes you just need you, you just need a, a movie that's honest. <laughs> that's true. I, th- I, I think you ju- you just need someone to go. You know what? There's no way we can try and. You know, it takes too long for us to come up with a good name for this. <laughs> We're just gonna call it what it is. Well, and I guess like if people are going through, like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, you know. It's... Whereas Japanese fur burgers, it might take a little bit to figure out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, hopefully, some uh, you know some grandparent is gonna rent it for their grandkids because they think <laughs> it's some kind of anime. It's like, oh, you watch that, uh, you know, anime. <laughs> so uh, I found one for you. Yeah, fur burgers. <laughs> you like stupid shit like that. Like, oh dear. Yeah. God. Old well, people. I guess we should wind this up. Probably. We we have been talking bollocks for over an hour. Over an hour. Oh my god. <laughs> to be honest, I thought we'd only been doing it for like thirty minutes. That's about an hour and twenty. Yeah. Right. Well, l- let me be the first to apologize to everyone that's listened. Um, there was no rhyme or reason. We just seem to have got a bit ranty. That's what, how we usually are, though. Yeah, but, you know, it's like last time we were... Uh, yeah, last time we sort of, like, you know, had had some goals. We were like, yeah. oh, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to play a game. And now we've basically just talked about whatever we can see. <laughs> my room's getting kind of dark now, so I can't really see anything. I can see like an empty cup, a BB-8, my watch, and the keyboard. We've <laughs> got my dog sleeping on the floor twitching. Oh, man. He's dreaming away. <laughs> I wish I had a dog. I miss having a dog. My dog's like a giant baby. He's super clingy and emotional. So it's they're the best kind because you know that 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 dog's never gonna leave you. No. That, it, even when you're having your worst day, that dog is gonna it's gonna be there for you. Oh yeah. He's just super emotional about everything. When we were doing the room, he was like super upset for three days. He didn't eat for three days because he doesn't like change. <laughs> and he got like super upset because we wouldn't let him into the room because we're like laying down floor so we're like sawing up the boards and shit and we're like mm. not having you around power tools because you'll sniff it and like saw your nose off so he was like laying outside the door just crying and then we let him in and the door kind of like closed a little bit and he couldn't get out the door because it was closed a little bit it wasn't completely open all the way so he sat there crying again <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I take it back. I don't miss having a dog. <laughs> I, I, I can't even handle me when I get like that. I can't have another living thing doing that. He like, and he's like very empathetic too. So last time when we were moving, and my husband was like kind of upset about moving because he was worried, you know, making sure everything would work out and all that. So he was bummed out for like a week. So then the dog was bummed out for a week, and he's just <laughs> laying around moping around. <laughs> You're like, dog, no, I, co- I come to you for inspiration. Yeah, but he's just, like, all bummed out. So I always keep on, like, you're bumming the dog out. <laughs> I don't care that you're bummed out, but I care that you're bumming the dog out. How how long until we see this in court? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take the dog it's like, you've been charged with bumming the dog out. Yeah. 
You're upsetting the dog. <laughs> Stop being upset. You're upsetting the dog. You can't handle him when he's upset. You know what he's like when he gets mopey. Yep. Cheer up. Eat gets, some sugar. He gets so bummed out. <laughs> so upset about any kind of change. He doesn't like it at all. Poor Super dog. emotional. <laughs> well, thanks for being on to ramble and rant for an hour again. Oh, anytime, anytime. <laughs> yeah, this is good. This is like therapy for me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I get to vent, and now I can spend the rest of my evening quietly content. <laughs> Mandy and Matt's therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's good. Everybody needs someone to listen now and then. Exactly. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Little Geek Lost. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find me online at littlegeeklost.com. I am also on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Google Play, and a proud member of the Potter and Family Network. So if you search hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter, check out all those other great shows, and you'll find mine in there as well. Uh, if you're on YouTube and you're into the video kind of thing, you can find my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash littlegeeklost. And as well, if you want to pick up a t-shirt or some kind of Little Geek Lost swag, you can find my stuff over at redbubble.com and just search Little Geek Lost, all one word.